This is the Mile High Sports Nuggets Podcast. Murray, long three-pointer. That's good. Jamal Murray from way downtown. This is the Mile High Sports Nuggets Podcast. The latest are the Denver Nuggets, the NBA, and much more. Here's Aniwo Piro. Another installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing well here on this Thursday. What is today's date? March 11th. Oh my goodness, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of this COVID situation. I know March 12th uh, screams the start of COVID for a lot of people. Obviously, it was something that was... uh, you know, affecting the world well before March 12th, but it seems like March 12th is the official date of when it kind of really started to wreak havoc and the world started to change here stateside. So I remember where I was. I was uh, probably a year ago today is when I found out the rest of my semester was going to be virtual in school. And it's just crazy to reflect. So I uh, hope everybody is doing well. I am Anilo Piro, the host of this podcast. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP. And we've got an exciting one for you. Took a little bit of a break uh, with the All Star break being a thing. So uh, we're getting ready though, locked and loaded for the second half of the season. We'll have our traditional betting preview podcast ahead of tomorrow's game along with the videos and all that other good stuff so stay locked to that for mile high on milehighsports.com and uh, we'll get it all cranked out like i said locked and loaded here for the second half but i wanted to do a little bit of a more long form podcast today get a guest on talking betting betting philosophy uh you know nuggets betting just all this kind of stuff so i went ahead and uh, reached out to my friend ben carey he's the founder and the operator of capwise.com you guys may have heard him heard of him you may have followed him on social media at Capwise. Uh, he is a local sports handicapper who is data driven. He's built his own model, which essentially, you know, gives winners. And basically, his model essentially can aid you in making picks against the spread and totals and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I- I've been doing the betting thing for about two years now, you know, actively, you know, kind of thinking about the betting stuff every single day. And when I first started doing this, Ben was one of the first Twitter accounts that I started following, one of the first people that I started interacting with. Uh, so he is fantastic. So wanted to go ahead and talk with him about the Nuggets and, and just general NBA betting philosophy for any of you that are getting ready to bet the NBA uh, in the second half of the season. I know there was a couple of games on Wednesday evening, uh, but here we are, you know, Thursday, Friday, we're going to get right back into the thick of things here with the NBA. So figured it would be a good time to reach out to Ben and uh, bring a little bit of a different perspective to the show when it pertains to how to bet the NBA, how to get a read on the NBA, and all that good stuff. So that's pretty much going to do it for me. You're going to hear me do a little bit of a second weird intro uh, with my interview with Ben, but I'm going to go ahead and just let that ride, and we'll go ahead and talk to you guys tomorrow ahead of Denver's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, once again, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP, and Ben will give you his taglines, his website, all that stuff throughout the interview. So here is my chat with Ben Carey of Capwise about betting philosophy philosophy in the second half of the NBA. Hope you guys enjoy it. All righty. What is going on, everybody? Anilo Piro, Mile High Sports. And uh, I don't know why I'm doing an intro because I'm going to record an intro separately and then splice in this interview. Uh, so a little, a little awkward there to get it started, but, uh, really excited to have, uh, Ben Carey from Capwise as one of my first guests here on the new take that we're kind of putting on this podcast, right? So if you guys have been listening to me all, all season, you know, 
to start the year, we were kind of just making it general, but uh, you know, over the last week or two, we've definitely started to take a, a much heavier betting approach. So thought it'd be a good idea to get some guests in the mix, specifically some betting guests. And uh, Ben is the founder, is uh, founder, right, Ben? Yeah, founder. And first of all, I'm I'm flattered. First episode. <laughs> there we go. I know yeah. exactly. So uh, got got to start it off with a bang, man. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta go to my OG, dude. Like you, yeah. when I we'll get into this stuff too. But first, yeah. so Ben Ben is the founder of Capwise. And real quick, well, first, how are you? And two, why don't you kind of set the table of what is Capwise? How long has yeah. it been around? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm doing great, man. Uh, NBA is coming back after the break. You know, college basketball is in full swing. So great time of the year. Uh, but to give the listeners a little bit of background about Capwise, more or less, I started it uh, about two years ago, and it was just a Instagram page where I was giving out picks uh, and, and advice. And, you know, I started to do pretty well and started to gain a following. And then uh, specifically over the last year, uh, we, we transitioned more to utilizing data and analytics. And I brought on a, a partner to the team who specializes in sports, excuse me, sports statistics. Sometimes it's a tongue Tongue twister twister. there, (laughs) but uh, we've developed models and, you know, they're very interesting because they take in so many different factors uh, and they kind of aggregate it and then optimize all that and then give an output. And I, I think it's very powerful because there's so much noise in the betting world these days. So to have something to start with that just gives you purely number-based uh, handicapping uh, goes a long way. Now, we still will use the human eye and the human element because at the end of the day, uh, there's humans playing this game. <laughs> right. So right. that's that's never going to go away. And I think the biggest thing we're trying to accomplish at CapWise is bridging the gap between – uh, you know, like the the super analytic betters and then more of the old school or even the new school, like very eye test uh, type betters and kind of bridge the gap. And, you know, when we when we see matches on both sides, like that's, you know, that's a, a pick that we want to fire up. So that's just a little bit about cap wise. Uh, we're set to launch uh, kind of our first go to market dashboard uh, within the next few days here. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, right now we've specifically focused on college basketball and this will kind of go, uh, into our next, uh, segue when we talk about the NBA and why we decided not to go with the NBA, but we plan on doing MLB and then we have the model, uh, beta model for NFL, which the system plays hit at over 57%. And, uh, obviously, you know, that that's, Pretty good in the sports betting world, but I will Excellent. say you were in our um, super contest that we ran, and you were, I think, ended up top three. Fourth, bro. I choked oh, in the last, the last week, week bro. Huh? I choked. I was second entering the last yeah. week, and I just – I went Yeah, because the other two – there was a guy in there that would have placed third place in the actual super yeah. contest, which was insane. But, yeah, you were up there, and I was like, man – I mean, this is this is why he works at Denver Sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, dude, well, like, not even trying to brag like that, but it's like the reason I wanted to have you on today is because the NBA is a mystery. It's it crazy. Is, dude, it's so crazy, and it's yeah. like 
looking at like like you brought up a good point like i managed to have a decent amount of success in the nfl like the football is my favorite sport using your model using the eye test kind of combining the two i i made out pretty well you know and had i played in the actual super contest i probably would have made a little bit of money yeah you would have placed you know? uh you would have definitely placed which is so, crazy but it, so but it's it's not just because you're good at one sport doesn't mean you're good at the other, you know, especially when it comes yeah. to even just it's distinguishing tr- between NBA and college. Yeah. And traditionally the NFL across the board is one of the hardest markets to handicap. And the reason why is because you have the the least amount of games per week and they're basically all in one day and you get the tightest lines. So by Sunday morning, you know, the number yep. is right where it's going to be at. Um, so that makes it difficult, but right now <laughs> the NBA is kind of unprecedented in what I've seen just Nuts. in my, you know, I've, I've been, I've been sports betting, you know, about four to five years now, but I've been following it since I've been 18. And it just seems like this is like something we've never seen before. Uh, and I think the biggest reason why, well, for, first and foremost, I think it's very important to first understand like why the NBA is so hard to handicap right now. And I think it's just the unpredictability and the high variance we're seeing night in and night out with, with teams showing up one game and then maybe even the next game. And then all of a sudden the third game, you know, yeah, maybe even they have time off, they're laying an egg and they're just, they're just not showing up. And I think a, a perfect example of that has been the Nuggets this season. Dude, you don't got to tell me, man. I have been <laughs> up close and personal. I've attended every single home game with the exception of one of the Wizards' losses. Uh, so I was spared from having to watch that in person. Uh, but so like with this, I've been making, I've been doing videos for mile high where I make a pick against the spread and a pick on the total every game. And so that volatility you speak of, like, <laughs> I am very well aware of that, my man. Yeah. I mean, just, there's no ability to parlay consistency night in and night out. I mean, no. you can get a, we saw them play fantastic against Utah, you know, and then they turn around and, and they lose to, I mean, just look at this, these last four games down the stretch, you know, that they, they ride into the all-star break winners of four in a row, but you know, it's it's great they're on their high horse, but we're still talking about a team that lost to Washington twice and Sacramento three times. You know, it's yeah. it's been that kind of year, you know, for the Nuggets, but also the, the generality in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've seen it with a lot of teams. Just, I mean, the Bucks too, they were yep. another one. They lost to the Nuggets, what, 27, I think, with uh, the Nuggets missing a few key players. Now, of course, yep. Jokic was in the lineup, which, I mean, that's – anytime he's on the floor, you have a chance to win, but – yeah, I think across the board, it's been just – it's yeah, I, I haven't seen anything like it. And I've been following uh, some other handicappers on Twitter. And one stat that just is mind-blowing is if you blindly bet $100 on every underdog money line, uh, you'd be up about five grand, which is about 50 units, which is just insane. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll never see that um, in any other sport. I mean – Wow. It's yeah, it's just it's wild and you know, I don't know if this is going to continue with the un- underdogs, but I think the biggest thing is just the value. You know, if you have a right. 6 point underdog, I kind of look at that like, well, this is kind of a toss up, <laughs> which is yeah. just wild to say, but uh yeah, I think the the NBA, you know, hopefully as we get closer to the playoffs, 
things will normalize a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm not firing up a lot of uh, NBA side or total bets right now. But I will do a little bit of props. And, you know, we can also touch on that a little bit too as well. No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and touch on the props. Like, it, just take it away, man. Honestly, because I know you've got you got the whole with the whole cap wise model. Like, I mean, I'm in your Discord chat, yeah. and you guys are constantly throwing out this and that, left and right. Like, like, just what is the philosophy on the props? You know, because yeah, there's so, so much craziness across the board. Yeah. So with the props, uh, we we don't have the model set up right now to give us any outputs on which props to bet, but. What what we've been doing is first and foremost, and this is a tip that you know everyone who's betting the NBA can take away, is any spread that is seven or more points, we're not touching any props on the over. So this eliminates kind of the idea of the blowout factor. So, I mean, it's probably happened to you. It's happened to me this season uh, a handful of times where you know you'll have. Jamal Murray over, let's say, 21 and a half points, and he has 18 going into the fourth quarter. Let's say the Nuggets are up by, you know, 20, and maybe he doesn't even play in the fourth quarter, or maybe he just sees a few minutes right. in the fourth. So what, what that's doing is it's eliminating the blowout factor, but you can also use this to your advantage if, let's say, uh, a team's 11, 12-point favorites, uh, m- maybe you bet some unders in that scenario, right? Because you think there's going to be a blowout and then the the blowout could actually be, be in your favor. So right. that's something that I, I think everyone can just take away and start seeing it that way because I hear so many people in my Discord, they're like, oh my gosh, I, this bet would have hit if it wasn't for a blowout. But, you know, maybe we kind of knew that going in by this right. That's sharp right there. I mean, that's that's what you're gonna get when you go ch- check out Capwise, his Discord, all that good stuff. That's it's that next level of thinking. It's taking it above the surface level. So, no, I feel you, man. I've been burned numerous times, and that's a, that's a good Same. way to look at it. You I have I mean? to, and, and then then I then I'm like, I, I knew this going in. <laughs> you know, right, so. right. It's just one of those things. Like, there's some. I mean, it, it's betting. You know, you're never gonna be able to be right or wrong all you know 100 percent of the time. But yeah. there's certain rules of thumb. You know, like betting against the Nuggets in the third quarter. <laughs> you know, that that's <laughs> yeah. one that's been a little hot. I mean, it's so easy, a caveman could do that. One, yeah. that's, well, I mean, and and let's talk insane. about um. Let's speak of the props. The one that we kind of all rode, courtesy of you, to start the season, was the over on Nikola Jokic assists. It was constant. It opened wow. the year. Yeah, it was like so seven that- and a half, eight. And I, that hit for like I think the first dozen games in a row. Yeah, that was that was a crazy one because it was hitting so often. I think it hit eight out of nine games. But then what started to happen is Jokic had to take over games because no one yep. else was scoring. <laughs> so yeah. and he basically stopped passing because they they just didn't have to. And the other thing too that I've noticed a lot is teams will double team him and then. The Nuggets are actually pretty good at doing this, and they make that extra pass. So it's kind of like the hockey assist, so to speak, where, you know, Jokic makes the right pass, but then, you know, the Nuggets make the the second pass, and then they get an open shot, right? So Mm -hmm. there were so many times where Jokic, you know, he only had six assists in a game, and you're like, why why is he only putting up six? But then if you watch the game, you're like, oh, he, you know, he he, in reality probably would have had more. But right. Right. Uh, that that was that was wild, and then it kind of hit a point where, yeah, he he didn't hit 
his number for like four or five games. So yeah, that was wild. Interesting though. No, I think that's a good analysis, you know, in, in regards to trying to educate the better, because sometimes, you know, I forget that you do have the ability to bet under, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like sometimes everyone's like, over, oh, no one over, does it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. And I mean, it's, it's also, I feel like more stressful, like, like yeah, you know, like it's just like, you don't want the person, especially if it's like someone on your team. Like if you're a Nuggets totally. fan, like you're Jamal oh, Murray see. under. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're cheering for the Nuggets to win. And then <laughs> yeah, you're but, hoping that Jamal, Jamal Murray isn't scoring, which is almost yeah. kind of contradicting each other. So exactly. no, I totally get it. I, I typically don't like to play unders for props, but uh, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll see an inefficiency where I have to jump on it. So, yep. No, maybe a uh, Will Barton. I think ever since <laughs> remember, we all got burned on one of those games with Will Barton. I think he's like one player that I refuse to ever just touch. Yeah, him. man. He's he, there's certain players when you have their overs that it just, magnifies the frustration level and will bar right. one of those just dude, like oh. oh my gosh you, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i dude i i know what you're talking about it, yeah. see, that so i got the will barton i think from you were the one that turned me on to will barton for a minute and like i was riding it my like equivalent to that was the over on gary harris threes dude it was oh so, yeah one and a half threes for a starting freaking guard. Like you yeah. would think. And, and the thing is, it's, he's guaranteed to take at least three or four a game. Cause it's and they're open there. looks too. They're wide open. Why? Not open looks. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just looks. like the ones where he catches the ball and literally he's taking a second, two seconds it's to shoot. Wild. It's so open. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Like that's why like the props, like, Sometimes like I get bummed out when I lose on props and I'm like, screw this. Like I'm just sticking a full game or first half, second half. Like I, it, it's weird. Like I, I definitely, I like to toe the line between just playing, you know, spreads, money lines, totals, and then also doing the props. Um, one thing that I do like to do as well is the future betting. And I've got to ask, did you get in on the Nikola Jokic sweepstakes at the beginning of the year before he, uh, oh, his odds shifted? I, I didn't. And I, I should have because in my head it made so much sense. There was so much value. But I think um, – what's his face? Adam over at DMVR got in on that. I remember he was yep. he was one of those who was front and center on that like early yep. before the season started. And, I mean, he got such a good number. But, yeah, it's it's wild. We, we did some uh, research on uh, MVP candidates, and basically there's only been one time within the last – I think it was 12 years and I don't have the numbers in front of me that a MVP one MVP on a team that wasn't in the top three of his conference. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was Russell Westbrook back in, I think it was, was that 2016 when he had the triple double? Yeah. 2016. I mean, at that point, like it's hard not to give the guy an MVP, but other than that, typically the MVP has to be on like a top three, top two team right. in the conference. Right. So for a little bit, I was worried about the Nuggets because, you know, they they got off to a slow start, but they're still going to have to be in that top three, I think, if he's going to get MVP. And we're already hearing the chatter already with Joel Embiid. Right. So, I mean, it, it's it's going to still be a, uh, a hill to climb for him to win it, but I think he's in a good spot. Right, right. No, that, that's interesting. I think – I uh, last I saw yesterday, Bet Fred had him catching plus four fifty. So uh, yeah, quite a bit of movement. I know he was third behind. 
uh, LeBron and Joel Embiid both at plus 250. So I think the only way Jokic is going to, I mean, well, he's top three. So, you know, he's getting some consideration, right? Yeah. But I think the only way you can really consider him as a real, to have a real chance to win this thing is if Denver turns it on here once they get back from the second half, you know, and, and it, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they can, maybe they can pull it off if they're a four or five seed, but they're going to have yeah, to be it, in the it's upper tough echelon. Because the, the East is top to bottom bias. weaker than the West and the 76ers are 24 and 12 and they're in first place in the East. So it's, yeah, it's tough, East, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, dude, you're playing like some of the worst teams yeah. in the world. Like yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some competition out there. Don't get me wrong, but I mean the Knicks are like 500 and they're like the four yeah. seed right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. is. And Denver's what five games above into the six seed. I mean, there's just yeah, there's exactly. no comparison so, in regards to. Competition. I don't know. If he, I think Jokic just continues to play how he is, and yeah, we can get in that. It definitely has to be four four spot at least. But yeah, it's going to be jam packed because the Jazz. Jazz are playing good. Suns are second, and then of course the the two LA teams. So we'll see. But it would be great for him to get that recognition because you know we're we're pretty lucky to see him play night in and night out. Man, he's a for treat. sure. No, it is man, and he, he's incredible. Not he has no ego. You know, just oh. uh, loves to share the sugar. He's a great player, easy to root for. You know, it's a blessing to have him here in Colorado. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us can take away something from Jokic and not even trying to be cheesy here, but you know, he just has a great time out there. Yep. He doesn't take it too seriously, but then he knows when to kind of tighten up when he's on the court. Like he's, he's zoned in. Right. Like I think, I think that's the mentality that, that we should all have. I love watching him play. Yeah, I completely agree, man. So one thing, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on as well is because with we're now taking this betting approach uh, to this podcast, educating our listeners, um, you know, not everyone that listens to this is going to be an expert better. And I know what you do at CapWise, like you said, is trying to kind of bridge the gap. And, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be able to appeal to the novice as well. But why don't you, in a general sense, you know, when, when Ben Carey sits down to analyze an NBA game, what are some of the things that you look at? You know, are there, do you always look at some specific stats? Like what's kind of the overarching thought process when, okay, let's go ahead and handicap this. Yeah. So I I try to get a good sense of how the team has been playing the last few games. And then I try to identify out of that pool, let's say of five games, you know, which games were kind of the outliers, whether that be uh, a, a really good game or a really bad game. And I try to get a sense of, okay, here's how I expect the team to play based off of that. And that's before I even look at the matchup. And then the second part of it is is looking at the matchup at hand, you know, seeing if there's a huge discrepancy and maybe points uh, in the paint allowed versus maybe the team scores a lot of points in the paint, things of that nature. So just trying to find those subtle inefficiencies. Uh, and also one thing I really like to do and I kind of alluded to this is if a team is coming off a really bad performance and let's say they shot, you know, 15% from three, but they shoot 35, 37% on the season, you, you expect some regression to come up. So, you know, every once in a while you'll get value on a number, but you know, sometimes after one game you won't see it, but maybe you get two games in a row where you see a team that, just has not been shooting well those last two games, but typically is a good three-point shooting team. And I always bring up three-point shooting because that's the NBA. I mean, 
it analytics is. have completely changed the game. So that's always a uh, easy metric to look at. You know, maybe for the uh, newer betters in the space, just take a look at three point percentage throughout the season, and then see what the three point percentage was on those individual game basises, and then you can start to get a better idea of you know maybe what the team will expect to shoot in the next game. But you also have to consider uh, how the team, the opponent they're playing, defends the perimeter too as well. So right. I think the three-point stat is a good starting you know, spot just to kind of take a look at uh, when handicapping the NBA. Good stuff. No, that's, that's really great information. So hope all you listeners out there definitely take that to the bank. Uh, ben with his cap wise, you know, business, all that good stuff. When I first decided to make the transition to sports betting, um, you know, I was kind of scouting out the market. I was like, okay, like who can I learn from? Who's been doing it? You know, who's renowned for doing it. And, you know, Ben, I don't even think I mentioned it. You live in Colorado. Uh, you yeah. are a local guy. It's not like I'm, I'm raised. You know? <laughs> so yeah, he, he's a, he's a native. So this isn't just some Joe Schmo from California or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah moved, moved from San Francisco and started a business out in Denver. No, yeah. <laughs> really, actually, if we want to, there get you it. go. So, exactly. uh, no, a local tried and true guy and uh, really good stuff. You know, like uh, when I got into the betting industry, you know, your free picks, your emails, your subscriptions, all that kind of stuff definitely kind of helped build my knowledge of how to how to just bet beyond my brain, you know, like yeah. just betting beyond my like basic textbook knowledge because there really – there are certain trends you can look at that can help give you an edge using your model, all that good stuff. So uh, it, it's exciting, man. It's really, really exciting and I'm, I'm, I'm really – excited to see, you know, what you guys are going to be doing moving forward. You know, once you get all this kind of rocking and rolling over yeah, at yeah, we're, we're excited too. And you know, this giving out information that helps people win money is, is, yep. you know, better than you yourself winning money. It's a great feeling. Yep. So that's what we try to uh, build off of. And, you know, when, when the squad's winning and we're winning, it's a, it's a great feeling. So, you know, I'm always trying to give out good information good education, good value. And yeah, that's kind of our goal here at Capwise as well. Good stuff. Uh, one more Nuggets question before we go ahead and put a bow yeah. on this. Uh, second half of the season coming up, they uh, play Friday against Memphis. Where Where is this team ending up in your opinion, Ben? I mean, are we looking – I I don't think they're getting back to the conference final. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain of that at this point. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, what's I guess in, in like thirty seconds? What's your thirty second elevator pitch of yeah. where the Nuggets well, going and all that stuff? I, I think we may be on the same page here, and maybe the minority in Denver for uh, Nuggets fans. But I don't think the team is good enough right now to to win a championship. And I hate to say that because you know we, we did make the Western Conference Finals last season, it. but. I, I just think we're there's something missing, right? There's a piece missing, and I'm not. I, I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but I, you know, there's a guy out in Washington that I would love to have. But yes, <laughs> we've a talked about this a few times. But I just don't know, like, what we have to give him to, you know, to get a player like that in Denver. And I don't know. I mean, I think we know the, who the core is on this team, and it's just all about building around him and you know not by any means are we a bad team like we're you know we're one of the top I would say five teams or I would say top five team in the NBA but I don't know beating the Lakers in seven it's tough 
it's it's real tough. And the Nets too, man. I mean, the Nets are not they're a super team now. So yeah, it's uh, the NBA is a top heavy league. You know, I, I feel like we. If this is the end, we left on a down note. <laughs> I know, no. Well, don't worry. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we'll build you up with your, with your cap wise. We'll get people letting know about the. Right, good. Month, so, no, don't, don't but, give but me. But you know where I'm coming from, right? It's no, like, I mean, it's we just need like dude. one more piece. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, let's be a little optimistic here. Do you think MPJ is that piece in a couple of years? Like, do you do you discount the fact that he's so young? With such little experience, I mean, this is his first real year in the league, and so even this is a weird year. He already had to take two yeah. weeks off with the COVID. I'll, I'll make an analogy. So, you know, I've worked at a few different companies over the last few years before I started Capwise, and I've worked for really good bosses, and I've worked for or worked with really good employees. And sometimes you have really good employees and really good bosses, but those two don't mesh well together. And mm. I don't think it's anyone's fault; it's just human nature. And I don't necessarily know if Malone and Porter have that relationship and, you know, maybe, maybe it's too early to tell and maybe I'm looking too deep into things, but I don't know. It's kind of a a feeling I get sometimes watching him play and then watching their body language with with, with each other. Right. I hope I'm wrong. And I, you know, I hope Michael Porter becomes a superstar and averages 25 points a game because I think that's, I mean, that's a reasonable ceiling um, for me, for him. I don't think that's crazy talk. So, and here's the thing, though. I mean, you're barking up a tree that many have barked up before with Malone. You know, not necessarily MPJ. (laughs) Popular on Twitter, man. I've gotten yeah. Well, screw Twitter. But here's the reason. Here's the thing. I I encourage anyone. I mean, it's not going to happen because I don't really even tweet like this. But I am way reserved on social media. Because like I don't like like the aspect of like how people come at you and like yeah and, and then and and it's like you're not like a Nuggets fan for yeah it's like I like this like you know because it's like just I can say the same thing to you like this and it could come off totally different on Twitter exactly like, you know what right that's why I feel more comfortable saying it on a broadcast or right. you know over radio right. because and it it, it also just, takes, yeah it takes some cojones for someone to like say something stupid to your face. Like, you know, yeah. fans are supposed to being over the internet and thinking they can just troll you to death. Like it's dumb. Exactly. But you know, yeah. I, I hope that MPJ can get more involved in the offense and they can make it work because I hope I so mean, too. The crazy thing is there's teams right now that I think if they traded for MPJ and not by any means am I saying he's going to get traded, but I think he could play, you know, 35 minutes a game and he could score 20 100%. plus a night on some 100%. teams. So here, here's the thing. And where I was going before I went off on that little tangent about Twitter with Malone is, I don't know. Have you seen, it's not really a thing that's super popular in social media right now, but have you seen kind of like the bull bull screenshots from his IG going around? I've seen, I've seen a few, but I haven't looked so much into it where I knew what exactly was going on, but pretty much the skinny is like, and I, I'm, it could be real. I mean, I don't know why it would be fake, but like someone basically DM bull bull, and was like, hey, yo, like, you got to get the hell out of Denver, of course, because Bol Bol is not playing. And yeah. that doesn't really make much sense with the freak of nature that he is. And Bol Bol basically responded with like, haha, yeah, me or Malone first, like whichever one comes first. Basically kind of taking a jab at like, you know, Malone's not the one playing me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, there's been this in Nuggets. Like, and I know Nuggets fans are a little weird sometimes, but – there's a lot of them that aren't sold on Malone. Like, you know, like I feel like there's never been this consensus of like Malone is our guy. 
Like, and yeah. I'm not trying to say that's a result of Malone of Porter Jr.'s struggles, but it's just interesting. Like, if, if this bull bull thing is true, you know, if yeah. this NBA stuff, you know, well, like there's other players that have shared similar issues. And the hard thing with bull bull is I know his camp, like, I mean, like any player, right? They're, they're, they're going to boost you up and pump you up and, you know, say like, you should be going here. You should get more time. But I mean, a guy in his camp, and I'm not saying that this guy is saying you need to get out of Denver, but it's Shaq. And this goes back to the AAU days. A lot of people don't know this in Denver. I've had a lot of conversations with people who don't even know this, which is fine because it takes a little bit of research. But did you did you know that with Shaq and Bull Bull, they kind of go back no. to his AAU days because I think Shaq's son was on his team or there was some connection there. So they're really close. Uh, I think they've trained together too as well. Interesting. And Oh, yeah, we know Shaq, that Shaq. We know that Shaq isn't like. I mean, he's he's going to go down as one of the best players of all time. But sometimes his takes on NBA TNT, oh, you're like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and all that. Like, it's just interesting, you know. I I don't know if Bull Bull stays here, but I definitely know that a lot of people in his camp are are saying, dude, you could be playing heavy minutes on other teams right now. So, well, and there's something to that, you know, I mean, look at someone like LaMelo ball, you know, who's exactly. kind of had like a yeah. European or not European, but he, you know, he's kind of gone, been all over the world and he's taken off in Charlotte, you know, and for selfish reasons, you know, there, here's the thing, like trading cards. Let's talk about that. Like you like we've talked about bowl, bowl rookie cards and kind of the potential, like yeah. if he can get some minutes, like there's a reason why a bull bull rookie card versus a Zeke Naji rookie card might may is more valuable, you know, in it's a sense up, upside. Yep. If, if bull bull, he's such an international commodity, you know, it's like he's gonna get some. Like I don't know, like someone's gonna give bull bull a chance, and I feel like it's not gonna be the Denver Nuggets, and that's gonna be a mistake. Yeah, I mean, his upside is through the roof, and gosh, how do we get positive about this team? <laughs> well, I, I don't know, I. The way I look at the Nuggets is, can we beat the Nets and the Lakers in a no. seven-game series? And if the answer is no to that, then the next question is, what do we need to do to, to, to get to that point? And the hard thing is, you know, th- this, is, <laughs> this is wild. And I think the folks at DMVR said this too, so it's not just me, you know, coming up with some crazy right. – idea here but you know the nuggets window isn't as big as a lot of people think it is i mean i still think we have maybe two three years but it's crazy how quickly you know guys can leave and then you know all of a sudden like i don't know murray takes off and goes to another team but i guess that would be difficult with his contract but you just never know i mean the nba i i heard a guy say this he's like you know contracts don't really mean much anymore because Look at James Harden. Like he had, he was under contract, and then he said, "I don't want to play anymore." So yep. it's like, now what? <laughs> you can't just have a sitting duck on your team. Like you're going to try to offload that contract to some extent. So I don't know. The NBA is it's wild. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a free agent star driven league, and I, yeah, it's it's tough. I just hope that the Nuggets can. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. last year the bubble was was so much fun, and I think that brought up brought a lot of enjoyment. But man, I think we need Bradley Beal. 
<laughs> yeah, no, they, they need something. The you know, I, I've written about it for MileHighSports.com. I've talked about it in podcasts, said it on the radio. You know, this team needs to surround Nikola Jokic with some legitimate A-type elite talent. You know, if they if they want to compete with these, you know, other teams that have elite talent like the Lakers, the Nets that you mentioned. So we'll see. You know, here's to hoping. I, I guess that's kind of the positive we can leave off on with the Nuggets. There's really you never know, you know, hopefully they can surprise you and, and pull you out of the trenches in Nug Life, you know, like they did in the bubble. So uh but that, that's pretty much all we can do is hope at this point. But Ben, before we get out of here, man, why don't we go ahead and tell people where they can find CapWise? I know you've been working on a big thing for the uh, March Madness tournament yeah. coming up. Go ahead and uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Tell everybody about CapWise, where they can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can find us at CapWise.com. That's C-A-P-W-I-Z-E. I'm on Twitter, just at CapWise. Uh, you can join our Discord group too as well. It's free. Do it. uh, we have a lot of people in there talking sports bets for the day. We have channels for NASCAR, MMA, uh, you name it. So that's a great spot to jump in the community and just engage with other fans and, you know, throw around bet ideas and, you know, who likes who for the night. Uh, as far as our March Madness guide goes, thanks for bringing that up because we have been putting a lot of work into it. Um, you can find this on our website or uh, on Twitter. I'm, I've been posting about it almost daily Basically, what this is going to do, it gives you a snapshot of all 68 teams in the tournament. Uh, gives you key information, such as their betting stats, their team stats, some key insights, top scores. And then we also have some simulation heat maps and uh, predict- predictive scores, uh, along with uh, probability to win the game. So it's going to be good for people who are betting on the tournament and for people filling out a bracket. In this year's tournament, it starts on a Friday, Saturday. The playing yep. games are on Thursday, but Friday, Saturday, it's going to be a blast. I mean, this is the first time we've had a Friday, Saturday, first round, opening round. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you can use promo co- code EARLYBIRD and you can get 50% off. And that's probably going to go until Sunday. And then on Selection Sunday, uh, you'll have to pay regular price. But make sure to take advantage of that while you can. Uh, again, 50% off, and it's this promo code EARLYBIRD. So take advantage of that. If you have any questions, um, you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter. Uh, my inbox is always open. Do it, guys. Everyone listening, check out Ben. Check out CapWise. They're on Twitch as well, doing some crazy streams. I, I didn't even touch on, <laughs> on- follow. Just, just go ahead and follow the homie on social media, man. If you follow him on Twitter, if you follow him on Instagram – you're going to be covered from top to bottom. I mean, he's doing these crazy Twitch streams where he's giving out plays and trends and he's using the model. I mean, like if you're on the fence about subscribing or anything like that, go ahead and follow him on social media and I guarantee he's going to win you over in a matter of a day. I mean, it's, it's a fact. I mean, he does a fantastic job. Uh, it's cohesive and it's just it's well done. I mean, you're going to get a quality product when you check him out online. Um, so be sure to do that. The Twitch streams, I think, are fantastic and you know, just, just taking a, a real nice approach to, you know, this new frontier that is legal sports betting. Yep. I appreciate it, man. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, of course, man. We'll have to get you uh, on here more. And we got some good stuff that I'll tell you about off air. So uh, cool. tease the listeners here I'm a little bit, to it, man. but uh, he is Ben Carey cap wise. And I am Anilo Piro mile high sports, Denver sports betting. 
That's going to do it for me on this installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back uh, Friday with the betting preview for the Nuggets' first game of the second half against Memphis and uh, riding the wave or riding the wave the rest of the way. So uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But thank you guys for listening. Follow me on social media at Media by AP. Like, rate, and subscribe wherever you guys are listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.